Well, there is a word from the Lord, and I pray that you had a wonderful Christmas with your family and friends. And so as I uh, prepare uh, to give, uh, as they would say, my last installment of a message, um, I prayed and asked God where to go, and this is how I feel where he's leading. And so since Pastor Ray was not here, uh, and Ray, Pastor Ray and Nancy were not here, I want to say publicly while they're in our presence, thank you so much for your investment in my life and Sharice's life and for giving me and Sharice an opportunity to spread our wings and to serve alongside both of you. This has been one of the greatest blessings of our life to be alongside you both. In the midst of when the pandemic started, we, as I said, we didn't have any family here and you both have been that family for us. You all called us all the time, and also being here, and also holding little man all the time. Y'all have both been that support for us, and we are grateful for both of you. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, starting here at verse 47. Luke chapter 6, starting here at verse 47. And I'm glad to have my wife with me all the time. And I'm also grateful to have my parents and my sister that are here with us as well. Luke chapter 6, starting here at verse 47. And it reads as this in the ESV. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who builds a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, it immediately fell and ruined the house that was great. And I also want to read Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 17, for your hearing. And we all know this. And Jesus answered to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I will tell you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let me read that verse one more time. And I tell you, Pastor Ray Sinsenig, on this rock, I will continue to build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Amen. If I were to use for a subject title to encourage you all and to encourage you, Pastor Ray, the title of this sermon will be, I Was Built to Last. Everybody shout, I was built to last. Over 2,000 years ago, around 221 BC, China's emperor instituted a building project to build a land from, to protect the land from northern invaders. This building project purpose was simply to protect their territory and show the greatness of their country. This project took 20 years to build and extends 13,000 miles long. But now you know what I'm talking about. I'm referring to the Great Wall of China. This wall was designed to protect the people from, of China from invaders 
And when invaders saw the magnitude of the wall, they dissipated. If you were to travel to China today, you would observe that the Great Wall of China, there's some remnants that are still existing today because it was built to last. Let's fast forward to the 20th century. In July 5th, 1994, in Bellevue, Washington, a former Wall Street hedge fund executive by the name of Jeff Bezos started a company in his garage called Cadra. At the time, Bezos' parents invested $250,000 in this startup business. And after much assessment in 1995, as this business launched, Bezos changed the name from Cabra to what we all know today as Amazon. Amazon opened as an online bookstore selling the world's largest collection of books to anyone with internet access. Jeff Bezos had the idea the best way to, con- to, to succeed online is to grow big and grow fast. Now, you must recognize in the early 90s, in-person shopping was in demand. The internet just started around January 1st, 1983. We didn't have the internet then. We had the mall. We had Sears. We had Toys R Us and etc. We had all these wonderful stores. And in the early 90s, people were trying to learn the internet and the world was accustomed to in-person shopping. People thought that Amazon was not built to last. Now, Amazon sells everything from books to grocery stores and brings it all to your front door. If there's anybody who knows about Amazon, it's my wife. (laughs) Now, now let's let's move on to the 21st century In, in March of 2020. The world shut down because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The majority of all in-person businesses had shut down in-person operations, which caused many businesses to go out of business. While businesses were not built to last because of that pandemic, Amazon reported nearly 200% rise in profits during the COVID-19 pandemic. While many businesses were shut down during the pandemic, Amazon stood the test of time during the pandemic, and Amazon proved to the world that it was built to last. As we reflect upon Luke 6, we read of Jesus giving a parable of the wise and the foolish builder. The, The wise builder built his house on a solid foundation and the foolish builder built his house on a ground without a foundation. When the storms came in the house uh, with a foundation, it was able to stand because it was built to last. The house that did not have a foundation was destroyed because of the storm because it was not built to last. Matthew 16 then communicates to us that Jesus said that he will build his church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Pastor Ray, Nancy, and Grace Church, I come to tell you on my last Sunday as co-lead pastor that I want to encourage you that you were built to last. I want to encourage you with three reasons why I believe that you were built to last. Number one, number one, I was built to last because of a firm foundation. Everybody shout a firm foundation. Matthew 16, we see Jesus changes Simeon's name, which means an unstable son of an alcoholic, to Peter, who's known as a rock. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And it amazes me that Jesus changes Simeon's name from, excuse me, from Simon to now Peter, which tells me that he's getting ready to do something. 
You know, my wife and I, during the summer, we loved to walk around our, our neighborhood. And, and around our neighborhood, they were building some new homes. Every time my wife and I would go in the neighborhood, we would see the development getting ready to start on a new house because they had to clear all the debris to lay the foundation. A foundation cannot be laid without first cleaning and clearing out the area. Jesus changes Simon's name to Peter and theological concept of a name change implies a life change. The message that God wants us to give this morning is that he would not build in you until he first allows you to work on you. Let me say it one more time. He would not build in you until you first allow him to work on you. Matthew 16 says, and I tell you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. As I, as I, as I look at this text critically and hermeneutically, my, my question for the text is, who is the foundation of the church? Is it Peter or is it Jesus? As I search through the Bible, we learned that Peter said by his own testimony that he did not see himself as the rock on which the church was founded. He wrote that we are living stones, but Jesus is the cornerstone. We could say that Peter was the first believer and he was the first rock among many rocks that the church was founded on. While Peter may be a rock, Jesus is the rock. Let me say that one more time. Peter may be a rock, but Jesus is the rock. 1 Corinthians 3 says, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I lay a foundation. Someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than which is laid by Jesus Christ. Can I encourage you and admonish you, Grace Church, do not get a rock confused with the rock. Let, let me say it again. Do not get a rock confused with the rock. It's easy to look at what has happened and think that this is the foundation. No, no, no. Jesus Christ is the foundation for how we're able to move forward. Our foundation is not our methodology. Our foundation is Jesus. And in the parable in Luke 6, Jesus doesn't just say that the wise man built his house on a foundation. The text says that they dig deep. And laid the foundation on a rock. You know, in 1174, an Italian architect began to work on which will become one of the world's most famous projects. An eight-story bell tower in the city of Pisa, when they began to build on something and they found out that there was a little problem. The builders quickly discovered the soil was much softer than they anticipated. And the foundation was far too shallow and too adequate to hold the structure. Before too long, it began to tilt and continued to tilt until finally the architects were realized that what was going on, we had to change the name to now the Leaning Tower of Pisa. The tower stood for over 800 years and it leans 18 feet away from where it should be. One day, experts says it will fall all because it was not built on the right foundation. The builders were in such a hurry that they did not take time to build down. They knew how high they wanted to go up. But in order for you to go up, you got to dig down deep. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters, in order for us to continue to go to the next level, we got to continue to go deep in Jesus. 
So, so not, not only, not only uh, are you built to last because you have a firm foundation. Number two, you were built to last because you were storm-proof design. Let me say that one more time. Pastor Ray and Nancy, I believe that you're built to, you're built to last because you're storm-proof design. What does that mean? Everything you've been through, it may shake you from one side or the other, but it won't take you out. Luke 6 says, he's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose and the stream broke against the house, it could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who builds his house on the ground without a foundation. When the streams broke against it, it immediately fell and it was ruined because great was the house. You know, an oak tree is strong because of its roots. Its roots go way, way down deep. And so whenever a storm brews, an oak tree is not intimidated because a tree's foundation is solid. In the same way, the digger that we go in our spiritual roots we understand that storms may come, this pandemic may be here, but the reality is that your soul is anchored in Jesus. If you ever look at a home, many times you can't see the foundation. The real foundation in your life usually is hidden, and, but the reality is it is proven during the storms and tests of time. It amazes me that the text did not say if storms will come. Text does not say if storms will come, but when storms will come, he says, I want to let you know that if you have a strong foundation, you will be storm proof. The Bible says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you through the rivers. They should not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you should not be burnt and the flames will not consume you. You know, trials are inevitable. The text does not say when you pass through the, the, uh, a luxurious uh, path of red carpet. No, 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 no. He says when you go through the toughest circumstances of your life, when you go through the toughest times of your life, he says, I will be with you because floods may overwhelm you. Fires may consume you, but no weapon that's formed against you shall be able to prosper. You know, I had the, I had the greatest opportunity in my life uh, during my last year of college, I had the opportunity to study in Greece and Turkey. And while I was in Greece, I had the opportunity to visit all the places where the Apostle Paul traveled. During the study, we were able to see the remains of some of the homes during the biblical times. I asked my tour guide, why were some of the walls from the homes still standing and some others not? My tour guide told me that years ago, the, the area experienced a lot of earthquakes and a lot of the homes begin to fall. Well, that, that's over 2,000 years ago, and some of those homes are still remaining. I said, how are those homes different than these homes? I said, tell me more. He said, well, these houses that are still built today from over 2,000 years ago, they were built to absorb the shock. What are you saying? What are you saying? I, I said, tell me more. He said, the other houses that were built, they were not built with, uh, with, with shock absorption. So whenever a earthquake came, they fell apart. But the other houses that were built with shock absorption, whenever there was an earthquake, well, the earthquake will come, but the house will just absorb the shock and turn it into another level of energy. I come to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that that's how Grace Church is and you, Pastor Ray. Whenever the storms of life may come, this may pandemic may come, it may come into your life, but the reality is God said, I will use it and turn it around for your good. 
The reality is, whatever in your life, whatever in your life was meant to kill you, God said he will make use to heal you. Whatever was meant to destroy you, God will use to build you. Whatever was meant to make you depressed, God said he will make it bring you joy. What meant to discourage you, God said he will use to encourage you because you were built to last. You know, I, I remember my grandmother, my grandmother, she is... Uh, 80, 84 years old, and my grandmother, she loves disposable point-and-shoot cameras. Who has ever heard of a point-and-shoot camera during this time? My grandmother, she loves, she even goes to the day, she, she goes and gets a point-and-shoot camera, and uh, these, these cameras is uh, something that is very different from today. Uh, uh, a point-and-shoot camera, what she would do is, uh, even though she may take the picture, she cannot see the picture immediately. She would have to take it to go get developed. Uh, the, the film has to be taken out of the camera and then placed into a dark room in order for it to be developed. That there can be no producing of a product without going through the process of development in a dark room. Whenever a fume has to be developed, it will have to go through the process in a dark room. As I begin to do some research about fume, one thing I've learned is that fume isn't just known as fume. The proper term for photographic fume is called negative fume. In order for a negative fume to produce its color to print an image, the first step is to apply a bleaching chemical to the negative fume. The negative film has to be washed by a bleaching chemical in order to get the color to begin to form. If it wasn't for the dark room and the bleaching chemical on the negative film, it would not be able to produce. What are you saying, Pastor Rodney? If it wasn't for the dark seasons of your life, if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we would not be able to be at a place that we are now and not be able to get a clear picture. Matthew 6, he says, and I will tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What are you simply saying, Pastor Rodney? What he's simply saying is in Psalms 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide on the shadow of the Almighty. I will say the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Isaiah 41, 10 says, fear not, for I am with you. I will be with you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you, and you are my righteous hand. So you may say, well, Pastor Rodney, what is your third point? I'm glad you asked. Number one, number one, I was built to last because of a firm foundation. I was built to last because I'm a storm proof. But lastly, 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 I was built to last because of of the indwelling of God. I was built to last because of the indwelling of God. Can I tell you something, Grace Church? God does not make something to stay empty. Let me say that one more time. God does not make something to stay empty. If he makes a house, it's not created to stay there by itself. If God created something, if he created a house, he created a house so he can dwell in it. Matthew 16 says, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He did not say he was going to build your church. He didn't say he was going to build your ministry. He didn't say he was going to build your brand. He didn't say he was going to build your influence. But he said, I will build my church. And if, there was, if it was your house, you'll be the host and you will take all the glory. But God says, I don't want nobody to get the glory or the credit but me. 
He said, it's my house. And if it's my house, I'm going to get the glory. Because I tell you, David says, oh, Lord, I love the inhabitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. And I love what the scripture says. He says, greater is he that's within me than he that is in the world. You were built to last. How are you built to last? Because I was built on a firm foundation. Who is this firm foundation? He's created Adam. He created uh, uh, you and I. He is the one that, that spared Cain. He is the one that delivered Noah. He is the one that, that confused the people at the Tower of Babel. He is the one that changed Abraham's name. He is the one that, that promised Isaac. He was the one that wrestled with Jacob. He is the one that carried Moses. He is the one that sent the 12 to 10 plagues. He's the one that divided the Red Sea. He's the one that delivered the Israelites. He's the one who wrote the Ten Commandments. He's the one who gave Samson his power. He's the one who favored Ruth. He's the one that spoke to Samuel. He's the one that anointed David. He's the one that Isaiah preached about. He's the one that Jeremiah cried about. He's the one that Ezekiel prayed about. He's the one that Mary carried. He's the one that died. And he's the one that gets up with all power in his hand. You and I, you and I are built to last. We're built to last this morning. No, no matter what storms may come in your life, you are built to last. Your storms may be raging. This pandemic may be here, but I come to tell you that you're built to last. You may be discouraged, you may have sickness in your body, but you were built to last. Why? Because we're built on Jesus Christ. That's why we sing the song, Oh Hell King Jesus. Because he's the savior of the world. He reigns, he reigned back then. He reigns now and he will reign forevermore. That's why I come to tell you this morning that you were built to last. As we get ready to go into this song to sing together, All Hell King Jesus. I want you to lift up your hands right now and I wanna pray for us that God will give us the strength to continue to move forward. I believe the best is still yet to come. For Grace Church, they, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, neither has it entered to the heart of man what God is getting ready to do. God, I thank you. God, I thank you that you are in this place. God, I thank you that we're built to last. Thank God that the storms may be raging, that we may be in this pandemic. But God, I thank you, God, that you're still with us, that you never leave us nor forsake us. That God, you declared upon this rock, I will build my church and that the gates of hell should not prevail against it. God, I thank you, God, that you declared in your word that he who begun a good work is able to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that you started the work here at Grace Church over 30 years ago. And God, that you're going to continue to finish the work. God, I pray for Pastor Ray and Nancy right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you strengthen them, Father, from the top of their head to the very soles of their feet. God, that you encourage their heart. God, that you strengthen them on every side in the name of Jesus. God, that you continue to give them wisdom, 
God, that you continue to give him clarity. God, that you continue to heal his body and Nancy's right now in the name of Jesus. God, continue to comfort Nancy, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. God, let her know the earth has no soul, that heaven cannot heal. Father, I ask, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you cover them under your blood. I declare that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. God, that you cover them under your blood. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. God, that you will bless them in their coming and their going. God, that their latter shall be greater. But most of all, God, that the best is yet to come. God, ask God, that you give them the fortitude and the strength to continue to run this race. In Jesus' name, God, I lift up every single leader in this church, every single staff member. God, I cover every ministry. God, that we've been built to last, that the best is still yet to come. And so, Father, this morning, we decree and declare that we will lift up our hands. We will lift up our voice that say, all hell keep Jesus. God, you reign and you will continue to reign and we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Let's sing together. dedicate your life just pray this simple prayer with me we all can pray together father I come in need of Jesus I recognize my sinful reality and I come believing that Jesus died on the cross for my sin 
and rose again with all power in his hand. Today I believe I'm a new creation because I'm in Christ. And I believe I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. Can we give God a shout of praise for all those who gave their heart in Christ for the first time? gave your heart over to Christ, if you're watching online, if you gave your heart over to Christ, if you're online, let us know. If you're here and you gave your heart over to Christ, if this is your first time here at Grace Church, if you've been attending for a while, want to get connected, please stop by Connections. We have a team back there ready to greet you and make you feel at home, and we're grateful to be able to bring you a part of our family here at Grace Church. Grace Church, again, this has been the privilege of my life and Cherise to be able to serve you. We believe the best is yet to come. This is not goodbye. This will be see you later. And we're grateful for each and every one of you. God bless you and have a happy new year. We love you so much.